1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hey everyone, check out XO Protein Bars and use coupon code BACKPACKING to get 15% off these tasty and nutritious trail snacks. Check them out at XOProtein.com. Warning, sometimes Carl may randomly yell at plants, trees, and the trail. But don't be alarmed. Those are just his imaginary friends he brings with him every trip. Hello, hello everybody. This is Derek and alongside with me today is the only man who ever wore rubber gloves as socks to really prove the point of waterproof shoes he really wanted to go that extra mile carl mandrioli everybody the vibram five finger rubber socks yeah vibram five finger rubber socks yeah i like it i'm doing good man doing good with me today is Derek somerville a man who usually asks in a mocking sort of way if somebody's had a nice trip when they fall down <laughs> i feel like i heard that joke in junior high that's like right you were that times, guy and it never it was never funny but i'm glad you brought it back no i think you were the guy saying the joke no i never used that joke that's not me that's more you <laughs> mocking somebody when they fall down i don't think so anyway so the whole idea of the trip is obviously relating to some trip planning tricks and tools we have in store for everyone today true Beyond just getting the permit, although there's some permit stuff involved as well. So we've got we've got some good stuff coming up here. Uh, we do have a lot of good stuff coming up, Carl. Uh, but today is brought to us again by SummitStrength.com. Guys, if you're looking to fine-tune a trip, if you're looking to get all the kinks out, if you want fine-tuned training by professionals, check out SummitStrength.com.au and uh, get yourself something special going with Rowan at SummitStrength. That's right. That's right. And I think that actually relates to trip planning, too, because you had to prepare physically. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that some of strength would be very relevant, relevant, there we go, to uh, today's topic for sure about planning trip and uh, all that stuff. So we're We're not we're not really going down that road. I just just trying to make the connection there. But yeah, I agree. I agree. I do have a Bible verse for today. It is Proverbs 323. Then you will go on your way and your foot will not stumble. So Derek, what are the stumbling blocks for you on the trail? You, uh, rock, of course, rocks, number one. giant rocks, and <laughs> okay. bags of uh, drink mix that I find on the trail. Those are, those are the biggest <laughs> stumbling blocks on the trail that I find. Okay. I was thinking you were going to say uh, tree roots, 
and just like dirt in general, just like compacted w- down dirt. <laughs> I'm good with the dirt. Uh, I will say I did trip over okay. a few tree roots this last trip. It was pretty, uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a couple. There's a couple. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, not the stumbling blocks mentioned in Proverbs, no. but definitely, yeah, we're trying to avoid stumbling blocks when planning our trip. So we actually decided to do a little bit of research and get an expert on with us today that can help a lot of you get your trips going. Mm. Because I know a lot of folks have reached out, you know, where do you go? How do you do this? How do you do that? And so there's actually a company out there that can take care of some of the odds and ends and really kind of just get you going, get you on the trail. Her name is uh, Victoria from Right On Trek. She started this company that actually just, yeah, kind of really just helps backpackers become backpackers and get out there. So we got a chance to to catch up with her. Really me more than you, I would say. Derek, would you agree with that? I partially caught up with her. I, I came in late partially. to the... Uh... I came in late to the interview, but it was nice to... Uh, that might have been my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> I like started repeating things that you guys already talked about, but it was good to get some input from her. It was really in, uh, useful information in certain ways, for sure. Right. So we have like, so we have kind of a, a chunk of our episode is devoted to to kind of um, some of her wisdom and, and getting to know her. She's actually our first female guest, which is pretty awesome. And then uh, Derek and I will have a couple tips to kind of follow up, to kind of tag along with some of her thoughts. So... We'll see what she's got to say, and then we'll see what we have to say afterwards. So we've got Victoria from Right on Trek with us today. Victoria, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for coming. So this episode we have is about just, you know, how to get out there and make it the best year yet regarding our backpacking adventures. But before we jump into kind of the tips and tricks you have for that, um, can you just tell us, like, your backstory, like what brought you to the world of backpacking? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm uh, a little bit obsessed with uh, with backpacking. Um, <laughs> okay. It's uh, a late love affair. I've really discovered the world of backpacking about three years ago, and okay. um, it could not have come at a better time or worse time. I was uh, I was actually in a probably all time low point in my life. Um, okay. The stress of um, Silicon Valley lifestyle have kind of gotten to me. I had a burn down from work. Uh, my marriage of 22 years have disintegrated oh, yeah. right before then. And I was struggling with that. Uh, I was empty nester. All three of my kids have uh, have, have grown up and, uh, and left the house. And like all of those things combined, well, I was not in the best place. And I was right. looking for a way back. And I was in a very unlikely source. That, 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 that place turned out to be a John Muir trail. Three, oh, yeah. uh, three younger friends of mine uh, were uh, sharing with me their excitement that they were going to go backpack John Muir Trail. They just won the permit. They were, uh, they were yeah. all excited about that. And they have permits for four people, and there were three of them. And they let it know through social circles that they were looking for the fourth one. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Do you know how hard of a permit that is to get? It's terribly hard. It gets harder yeah. and harder every year. But you have to win a lottery. It's something like 3% of the people getting permits. Yeah, it's, like that. it's hardly anybody. So, so that invite right there was just like a big time invite for you. Exactly. Well, I, I didn't exactly invite me. I, uh, I heard about <laughs> this and then I went begging and they were like, okay. Victoria, do you know what you're getting into? I'm like, I have no idea, but that sounds so intriguing. 
And um, and then I promised to get in shape. And they said, okay, fine, if you want it so badly. And then I had a few mo- more months to go. And that was an awesome motivation to really get off the couch, start training, start hiking, start backpacking, uh, hit the gym. And then, uh, and then John Muir Trail uh, happened. And this was an uh, absolutely love affair. Wait, did, did you go backpacking before this trip? I did not. That was oh my, my you know, literally this 211 miles of High Sierra uh, right. was my very first introduction to backpacking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, yeah, you're like jumping in at the pinnacle of of trails, essentially. Exactly, exactly. So it's not necessarily what I would recommend others who want to get uh, you know get involved with backpacking, uh, right. but that's one way to really jump into it. And uh, and I was I was smitten by everything, you know, by mountains, by uh, by backpacking, by solitude, by self reliance, by just the whole whole package. And I came back um, in some sense, um, uh, not just fulfilled, but excited about the future. I kind of found my way back I, and then, then find my way, my way forward. And uh, so backpacking became a big part of my life. I decided that I needed to get really competent about that. I started backpacking a lot. Um, I probably spent maybe two to three weekends out of every month for the last two, you know, two to three years backpacking okay. somewhere. That's a lot. Well, since that time, yeah, I've been to everywhere I could in Sierra Nevada. I've been into Colorado Trail, uh, of course, Great Canyon, Utah, Patagonia, Klein Kilimanjaro. Um, Yeah, like I said, I'm a little bit obsessed. (laughs) So you're, yeah, you're you're just like last couple years list is people's bucket list, basically. So (laughs) very impressive. Uh, Thanks. And mine keeps growing. But an amazing thing happened, actually, not just backpacking, but the impact it had in every other facet of my life. I'm I'm, I'm basically an entrepreneur. I'm I'm high tech entrepreneur. I started a number of companies in my life. I think, I think eight last time I counted. Not only somehow miraculously, um, you know, spending this time in the mountain gave me the perspective, gave me the balance that, that I needed so, so much to really be good at entrepreneurial things that, uh, that I was, that I was doing, but it, uh, really gave me a desire to do it one more time and, and led to the creation of, a of my latest startup, uh, which is really all about hiking mm. and backpacking and, um, opening up the great outdoors to, as many people as possible and lowering the barrier to, to backpacking. So there you go, you know, passion, hobby, profession, all kind of melts in the inevitable ways. <laughs> right, right, for sure. So I've been podcasting for a couple of years now with my co-host Derek, and I've developed a keen and aware ear. I'm sensing that you have an accent. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. You're very keen and aware and you're very correct. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I, I'm nothing gets by me. So, so what, what, where are you originally from? So I was born in Ukraine uh, and I grew up in Lithuania. Okay. Um, I was about 10 when my family moved there. Oh, wow. Okay. And when I was little, I spent a lot of time outdoors. I would okay. go fishing with my dad. Uh, we would go camping in, uh, uh, you know, not backpacking, but camping in the big uh, lakes and forests. But that was childhood right. and that and was kind of all, all left there. Okay. So um, with all the experience you have, it sounds like on your heart is, is, is helping people to get out there. And I bet you have a lot of wisdom regarding just challenges or struggles people have with planning backpacking trips. So what have you found to be the biggest obstacles 
for people that are trying to plan maybe their first trips or trips to new areas? Well, all that is very fresh in my mind because I had to learn everything from scratch and it wasn't right. very long ago. And there is, uh, you know, I felt getting into backpacking, there was a very formidable barrier and it comes from, you know, multiple sources. You know, being physically fit is, you know, is one part. Starting from like gear, right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, what, what do I take with me? Uh, the backpack, the tent, mm-hmm. you know, the sleeping system, the the clothing. When I uh, when I hit the trail for the first time, John Muir Trail, uh, my backpack weighed close to close to forty pounds. So about twenty was a was a base weight. And now three years later, my base weight for, you know, the same kind of a trip is about seven and a half pounds. Oh, yeah. Um, and that makes just tremendous difference. Right. Part of it is skills, you know, very basic skills. Well, well you know, my gosh, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to sleep? Mm-hmm. Um, where am I going to get the water? Uh, oh, sure. You know, all of these things are very scary at first. Um, and it takes, uh, it takes a bit of experience to, uh, you know, to figure these things out. Uh, and it takes a lot of experience to, you know, figure them out well. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And it sounds like you've gained a lot of that experience for the last few years. And, yeah, I think that you're hitting on a lot of the big ones. And when we do episodes around those topics, like those are the ones that kind of like get the spike in numbers and the ones that people really are, are interested in because that's, you know, that's where you can more quickly improve your, your trips. All right. So I was recently watching a backpacking video with um, some guys that were up in the Wind River Range in Wyoming. And one guy had an interesting quote. He said something like, the map tells you where to go, but it doesn't tell you how it's going to be when you get there. Do you agree with this statement? Like, what's your take on that? Well, I definitely agree with this uh, statement. I mean, mean, map map is great. And and, and having basic uh, awareness, if you will, of where you are or where you're going is uh, is important to, you know, at, at very least to safety. Um, but sure. it certainly doesn't tell you much about what to expect. I would say, I mean, it's good and bad. Um, I was um, I was backpacking recently with a friend of mine. We, we were doing Great Canyon, rim to rim to rim. Oh, wow. Uh, we did it in two days. And on Saturday, we started at the North Rim and, and finished the day on the South Rim. Then we slept over and, and next day came back. And my friend okay. commented to me that she feels very uncomfortable when she doesn't really know where she's going. And so first day, she was very on the edge. Right. She didn't know, you know, how far we need to go. We have a map. We know the distances, but, but it's different. So she was, she was uh, you know, a little bit nervous or, or, or anxious um, uh, as, as, as we were going basically, you know, on, on the first, first leg of the trip. Now, on the way back, on the second day where she knew exactly what the terrain was, she was far more comfortable. And she was running very fast and moving fast and just, just feeling very, very good about this. And, and she mentioned to me that, uh, you know, since she knew the, the, the route, that, that gave her a lot of comfort. I'm the other way around. I get bored. Um, I like being in places where I have no idea what's, you know, beyond the river bend. Okay. So when I have to, you know, go back through the familiar, familiar terrain, uh, it's, you know, it's fine, but, uh, but it's not the same thing. So I think part of being outdoors is this magic of unknown right. and, uh, and being out there and discovering that kind of the, you know, the being out there in the frontier is, is, is part of that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So through this passion of, of backpacking, you actually started a company that you kind of already alluded to and that I already mentioned right on Trek. And what I like about the company is that this actually goes along with our episode yeah. that might actually be helpful for, for folks that are planning backpacking trips that maybe are going again to new areas or to just maybe it's one, you know, one of their first or second trips. So what's 
So what does Red on Shrek do? What's what's kind of the company all about? Yeah, so we've got we've got big big mission in front of us. The you know the the core idea is to create essentially a single platform to uh, allow folks to plan their outdoors adventures. Okay. Very planning oriented. Right. Um, and it, uh, you know, we launched the site about a, about a year ago. Okay. We have a few, a few thousand users. We, we don't market it very extensively, not yet. Um, okay. we're, we're kind of in, you know, semi-stealth, if you will, uh, still working <laughs> on the products. Gotcha. Um, but the, uh, so, so the, the core set of, set of, set of, uh, Technologies that you can find there essentially allows you to find a trail, big trail like John Muir Trail or Pacific Crest Trail or Appalachian Trail or Arizona Trail or something like that. And then let's say you want to spend a week hiking, you know, Colorado Trail. Then it allows you to, you know, study the trail and then basically say, okay, I, I want to start at that trail trailhead. Um, I want to, you know, go 12 miles that day. So here is how far I'll get day one. Here is probably, it looks like a great campsite. This is where I will refuel my water. This is how far I'll go second day. Um, you know, on the third day, I want to pick up my resupplies. Here is a resupply location. So it allows you to, like, discover all these uh, features of the trail and then essentially create a, a planner. It's okay. a very intuitive type of a planner. Um, and you can you know, plan out and it will tell you things like uh, you know, your daily elevation, your daily mileage, and, and a bunch of other things that this is nice to know when you're trying to you know, pre- pre- prepare a, a hike plan, essentially. And then it will generate custom map for you. Uh, kind of like like oh. your own custom triptych, which is going to give you like day by day, uh, big maps, aerial maps, you know, tactical maps, um, and again, all the you know all the details, distances between things, and so forth that you need to know to you know do this comfortably. And if God forbid you you ever have to walk out, and uh, God knows, I I, uh, <laughs> I have to get myself and walk out of the trails more times than anybody should in the in the three years time <laughs> frame. So I know that right. sometimes, you know, you simply have to plan for emergencies. Then it becomes inv- invaluable in terms of finding finding your way out. So just to clarify, so you can print out, like you're going you're gonna to kind of create these custom maps for people based upon their trip. And then they can print them out. Yep. They're going to get a lot of information that goes yep. with it. And it, it even includes like bailout points yep. in case of emergency. Yep, that's the starting point. The next, the next piece is trail food. So uh, that's another interesting, you know, you could say a barrier or or a challenge is figure out how to eat how to eat nutritiously, but also how to have food that's light. Right, light, and then enough calories. Uh, have enough calories, exactly. Right. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, good tasting, consistent right. of good products. Uh, and uh, you know, the longer a backpack, the the more I experiment with different things. Uh, I ate enough, sort of a freeze dry mountain house type of type of things to know that I want something better. Right. And uh, so, right on track uh, has prepackaged um, uh, trail meals. Which includes right. absolutely everything, you know, breakfast, uh, lunch, dinner, bars, uh, uh, supplements, like everything that you need. You can adopt it uh, to your calorie needs. You can add, you can subtract, you can pick dietary restrictions if you're vegetarian or vegan or something else like that. And so you can you can order backpacking right. meals as well. One of the things that I like about that is that that's not just for somebody who doesn't know kind of how to manage their food, but it's also for somebody who might be in a rush or maybe has a last minute trip planned 
and just doesn't, you know, they're working up until the day they're leaving. They don't have time to go shopping for stuff. Oh, actually, actually, I hope it's for absolutely everybody. Right. Actually, people don't maybe maybe are not conscious, even the ones who do this often, not conscious actually how many different things you need. Uh, you are gonna you're gonna be surprised. You're gonna have something like close to about a hundred different like individual items or bars or ingredients that you have to procure, and there's really not a single place where you could do that. Right. Uh, so being able to essentially, you know, pick all that and check out with a single click and then all of that arrives to your food door footsteps, you know, three days before your trip right. is, uh, I think just immensely convenient and there is very little reason for anybody not to use it, even for people who backpack often. Right. Do you, Victoria, Victoria, this is Derek. I just jumped in. Oh, Derek. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Hi, Derek. He's, he's my co-host. He's, he doesn't usually, um, he's not usually responsible enough to make it to the interviews. This is actually a pretty big moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored. Yeah, this is, so I, I feel like having an online option would have been, yeah, would have been great for me starting out for sure. I know that. Um, check it out for sure. Check it out. And, uh, you know, if you go to ride on track today, you're going to find, uh, you know, prepackaged food. Uh, we don't cook food yeah. ourselves. We basically, you know, find great suppliers and package it for you. However, the, mm-hmm. the new food product that we are working on, uh, right on track are actually gonna, gonna get in business of, of preparing breakfasts and, and, uh, dinners for you. Let me ask you a question. Let's yeah. say you have a lot of like, you know, a lot of these like plant-based eaters, vegetarian eaters. Are there options for those people as well? If they're curious. So yeah, you can find, uh, you can find vegetarian plants today. Um, I believe we have vegan, uh, vegan as well. And this is what happens during hmm. when you come in late. Cause you did already okay. talk about that. So thanks. <laughs> well, then thanks you can delete it. One of the other things, cause I know you don't, you want to bring up some other stuff she already talked about was she was talking about her trip plans <laughs> and one of the key yeah. aspects to like, she talked about how, you know, you can print out your own maps, but she also provides bailout points like for the trip, which, mm. which is very helpful when you're along just in case something happens. Right. Yeah, and and, and right. so and so you know, continue with the with the theme. What do people need? People right. need gear. So the right. the other piece that we are working on, it's not on the website yet, but in time for uh, hiking season twenty twenty, uh, we Ooh. are also going to provide complete uh, uh, gear rental. Are you, so like fully fully outfitting people. Fully outfitting people. So wow. if you want to spend a week on uh, you know Colorado Trail or you know hike GMT, then uh, mm-hmm. not only can you find an extremely detailed you know GMT GMT plan uh, that other people have put together, and you could study what other people have done in terms of itineraries. Uh, you can then customize them to your own needs or put one together from mm-hmm. scratch. Then you can go order food. Uh, some you can take with yourself, uh, and some you might ask us to ship as a resupply point. Okay. And then you can go and select a complete gear list. And it's going to get delivered. It's all ultra light, latest, greatest technology. Do you have a couple of brands that you're you're looking at? Yeah, so we're we're kind of in the process of uh, negotiating a lot of um, you know a lot of gear purchases in time okay. for for summer 2020. But you will right. find all the all the usual suspects. Uh, you'll find okay. pretty much the mainstream uh, you know leaders in ultralight uh, equipment from the okay. likes of Osprey, Gregory, Big Agnes and uh, you know the rest of the 
the rest of the industry. Gotcha. It, it costs a fraction of, uh, of uh, you know, what you would pay to put it together. That's great for people right. who are either, you know, just starting backpacking or have not backpacked for a while and maybe they have old equipment and now they can lighten their pack by, you know, twice. Or uh, they right. want to experiment with things. And you could, uh, you could go and use this equipment and then when you come back, if you love it, hey, keep it. And, uh, you know, we'll sell it to you or just, you know, ship it back. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because I think one of the cool things about that, like you already mentioned, is if you're not sure that backpacking's for you, then this is an easy way to test it out. And then also some people might like backpacking, but not like one of the pieces of gear that maybe doesn't fit them right or whatever. And so this right. is a way, like you said, to test it out and then yep. and try a different brand if that's not working, because I know that I've you know, you're out on the trail and after eight hours of carrying like a backpack, for example, you don't realize how it's going to wear on you and how it's going to feel at that time. But Hmm. yeah, if you're, if you're renting, then you have the, the, you know, you have some flexibility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got a lot going on. Like sounds like, sounds like you kind of started um, small and you're expanding pretty fast here with a lot of the services you're providing. So pretty impressive. I, I got one last question for you. This is off the cuff because you mentioned how, you know, you provide the food options and you kind of have all the, the meals set up and that you got tired of Mountain House. And we we have this we've got an ongoing kind of running joke about Mountain House's chili mac with beef. And to, if we invited you on a backpacking trip and we paid for everything, but you had to eat chili mac with beef for uh, four nights in a row, would you go? No. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go either. I wouldn't go either. <laughs> no, I switch the rules of the game and say, "No, you coming with me, and I and I and I cook." Yeah, right. well Why said. would she do that, Carl? She's like the best like menus on the planet here. She's like gonna go. I think the subtext here, Derek, is that she. It's not the chili mac with beef. She, if she knew that you were gonna be going along, that was that's like the deal breaker right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm chili wow. mac yeah. on the first DMT. I think Yikes. towards like second part of the trip, I think we ran out of everything else and and i got stuck with chili mac <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's that's like, yeah. tough derek you got you got anything else for us uh, i i wish you guys luck i think uh hopefully it'll it'll boom Thank for you. you especially this summer once you get things more lined up and uh excited to kind of see what happens yeah. with it all for sure all right and if you if you guys are interested in checking out right on track i've got that in the show notes you can click on that and i'll have something on the facebook page as well and yeah um victoria i think you were actually the first female guests we've had in our show not, Yay. not not by intention just that's just how it's worked out just for whatever carl reason. hates women and i talk <laughs> into it. <laughs> well good good no thank you thank you so much for having me this was fun thank you for coming on appreciate thank it. you derek i think I think honestly, my favorite part was your unexpected arrival in the middle of the interview. You know, I like to keep people on their toes and uh, she seemed to roll with it. I'll give her credit. She was very go with the flow and she just went for with sure. it. And I appreciated that. So thank you, Victoria. For sure. And yeah, yeah and, and I told Derek we we're doing the interview and I didn't think he was going to be able to make it. And then we're kind of in the middle of the interview and he pops on. I was like, oh, hey, a, a new voice. That was awesome. Well, you know, I mean, when you're a big deal, Carl, you get you got to go where you got to go when you can right. go there, you know, and uh, I'm just glad I can make it. Yeah, and I'm not a big deal, so I would not yeah. even know what that means. But you're getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so she shared her right on Trek story, kind of some background. She sounds like she's really been hammering the trail hard and providing a couple services that might be helpful for the groups of folks we talked about 
in that interview. Right. So yeah. do you see yourself have like this obviously wasn't available in your early backpacking days, but do you see yourself no. having used that? Yeah, I would, I could have used that for sure. I mean, I think it would have just, I think in a lot of ways it would have made things a little bit easier, more convenient. Um, and I, I think it would have took away a lot, some of the stress of worrying about like, well, what do I really need to do or bring or whatever? I think it would have taken away some of that stress right. for me. So I don't know. What about, sure. I, yeah. What did you find useful about it? It's, it's well, I was stuff. just thinking, I was kind of reflecting back to my early days and you know, for not really knowing what I was doing, we actually went on some pretty darn cool trips and we kind of stumbled upon a few of them, but mixed in with some of those were some pretty terrible trips as well. And so I think some of her trip planning stuff might've been helpful just to kind of, you know, somebody to kind of guide me along with like, you know, go here, expect this many miles. How hard is this going to be? That kind of thing. Mm, so, yeah. 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 Um, so I think I don't, yeah, I think I want to use some of her trip planning stuff for sure. After maybe like a bad trip, just been like, how do I mm. see better scenery? How do I, you know, know what to expect here? So, Anyway, yeah, true. That, that's kind of where I would, would be at. Right. Um, okay, so so thanks again, Victoria, for that. And now we have our own ideas about how to make your trips possibly better. Mm, yes. We got two each because we devoted quite a bit of time there to, to the one there. So we got two more. Derek, what do you have? Trip planning tip. Uh, my trip planning tip is to always be aware my first one is always be aware of hidden cost. Uh, I think mm. a lot of times you plan a trip and you're not thinking of like lots of little things like, you know, maybe gas money or rental fees or, you know, the little fees, uh, maybe an airplane ticket, like adding up all that and then like communicating that to your group. Um, do you feel like the plane me- ticket is a hidden cost? Do you feel like people are like, wait, what, uh, what is this? Plane for some people cost? look at, look at our group. Like for some people. Yeah. It sounds weird to say that, but, um, I think plane ticket, you could normally classify it as like an obvious cost, but like there's lots of little fees. Like, well, do we need food on the way home? Did we need to eat dinner while we got late? Did we tell people to bring like a little bit of extra cash in case we had to stop because we got off the trail too late and mm. blah, 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 blah. You know, like things like that. So okay, I think it's, and then you, you want to make sure you communicate it properly to everybody in the group. Because uh, we have that problem too. I think you and I have talked about many times like, well, the trip might look like this. And I think in our minds, we're like, well, let's, I'm just going to stick 20 or 40 bucks in my pocket or 50 bucks or 100 bucks in my pocket just in case of emergencies or food or random stops. And it's funny how many of the people we know don't really think about that sometimes, you know? I will say so, that that has been true in the past. But since I kind of went off about it on the podcast, think back in season one, it's actually gone really well since then. <laughs> and we've got a couple of folks that are really on point with making sure that that gets taken care of. I think almost to the point now where, where I'm getting overpaid back in some cases. So that in an unexpected way has turned out pretty well. So I think, yeah, if you want to make sure that everybody's paying you back, if you struggle with that, maybe just start a backpacking podcast and just complain about stuff. Yeah. Just, just, you know, yeah. complain and moan and, you know, yeah. Right. It's perfect. Problem solved. Problem solved. Yeah, no, that's a good one. So hidden costs, okay. okay. That's that's your first one. Mm-hmm. So mine is uh, when planning a trip that requires a flight, and if you're going someplace that you're unfamiliar or is just, you know, it's just far away, then you got to use every bit of research you can find to make sure you know what to expect on the other end. So whether that's Facebook groups that are devoted to that area, um, you know, YouTube 
videos, blogs, mm. just get as much info as you can mm. and don't be afraid to ask questions to everyone. So whoever's posting that stuff, just ask follow-up questions, make sure they know what they're talking about. I wouldn't always trust the ranger station. A lot of times they're going to gear you towards what more, is more likely open and maybe not the best possible option. So, um, so use every bit of information you can. And if the location you're going to has a permit quota, don't buy your plane tickets until you have confirmed your permit reservation. So this is actually a, an issue we had last year where I actually got the the Seattle tickets thinking we were going to get North Cascades, and then we didn't, and then I had to go scramble a little bit. So it worked out. Uh, yeah, I think um, anytime, anytime you can get more information, whether it's researching YouTube or some kind of online platform, uh, I think it's good too because, you know, Think about back in the day where maybe you'd plan a trip and there wasn't the internet to go like, well, I wonder what this park looks like. Or I wonder if it's, maybe, is this something I really right. wanted to see? Like, sometimes when you see, um, like, like we were just researching some Alaska stuff and I was like looking at some of the scenery and I'm like, you know, I thought it would be maybe a little bit different over here, over there, but it really wasn't. So, and I thought to myself that right, a lot of it's right, just right. open, big, scenic, similar in a lot of ways, but. You know, so I think it just gives you a point of reference. For sure. And I think a lot of people used to use magazines, right, to find out where to go. Yeah, and they're kind of, uh, I mean, if you're if you're looking at, say, Backpacker Magazine, they're like, the five best places near you. I mean, every, seems like every single issue they have, just like, go here, go here. They're basically summing up what you can find on the yeah. internet. And so there's a lot more out there on the internet. So that's where I would look. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and, you know, everybody's getting that magazine article, it's- so... It's just yeah. crowded. No, I, I agree 100. percent I think that's my thought. More access, you know. Yeah. All right. So that's plane plane fl- flight plane flight planning tip right there. Got that? Did you get that? Okay. I did. All right. Uh, my next, my second one is to just if you're going on a, um, especially a trip that's kind of far and you, you're not sure how much access you're gonna have to like um, gear or if you need extra supplies, is to make sure that you sample all of your new gear before you go like especially if you're buying new shoes a new backpack um anything like that Mm. just to go on just to wear it put throw throw some something in your backpack that's heavy like 20 pounds or whatever worth and just throw in your shoes and walk around and you might feel like a weirdo but you're gonna be thankful you did that um wait so you think if you are wearing backpacking gear you're gonna feel like a weirdo in the city maybe you won't you do it all the time no that's like my regular attire yeah, right. So you don't feel weird, but I'm saying no. like if you, what if you live in New York City and you're gonna walk around New York with backpacking ground? I don't know. Might feel a little weird. That's all I'm saying. I would be communicating to everybody else. I am not one of you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I just think that if you break in your gear, get it, get it used to, get just get used to walking, uh, maybe on the dirt, on trails, at parks, anywhere you have uphill. You have to like really try that out because you don't want to get on the trail because getting on the trail with like a lot more gear and it just exposes all the vulnerabilities of your gear against your body. And it's it can be, you know, as we've talked about, so uncomfortable if you're getting rashes or blisters or, rat, you know, um, chafing or, or whatever. Or, or an Achilles ache. Or an Achilles, yeah. Right. So, okay, you apparently got a new sleeping, a new sleeping pad. So are you going to be testing that out before you go? <laughs> I don't need to test it out because I've already had it before. It's the same one. 
So it's, you know, okay. it's different. So it probably is fine. I mean, maybe I'll blow it up once to see if it holds air. Yeah, sure. And just to clarify, it's the same one, the same one you had before? Uh, no, it's the, it's, same. it's the same brand and same okay. model. It's a different, <laughs> this is what you do. You're, to, you're trying to trap me into saying that I <laughs> have the same pad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I think we can do some DNA testing on the pad to see kind of like origin date and we'll just, we'll confirm later on that. <laughs> All right. So test, test out your gear, your second tip. So test things out. I think we've mentioned that three or four times. Mm. So I think that, mm. I think we're good there. So my second one is do your gear homework for travel, not like test it out. Like what Derek just said, I'm talking about actually doing some gear homework. So not only knowing what you need to bring for the terrain you're about to encounter, that that I think is Captain Obvious, but knowing how, how to travel with stuff and what to do when you can't travel with stuff. So for example, I think we've chronicled that you can't bring fuel canisters on airplanes, even in your check baggage, but you're also not allowed to bring bear spray. And so if you're going to you know a country where you need to have bear spray, like Glacier National mm. Park, for example, then you need to make sure you build time in when you arrive to buy that stuff. So one thought is like, hey, if you're going to a spot that has a Walmart, which is open 24 hours, chances are it'll have the bear spray, it'll have the fuel canisters. Not always the case. Going during peak season, sometimes they're sold out of that stuff. So just build time and make sure you know where to go to get that stuff. Yes, I would agree. That's uh, kind of important, Carl. I mean, I think they aren't uh, getting everything you need. Then what are you going to do on the trail? You know, this is what happens with you. It's like, you're not going to, yeah, but I, 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 yeah, the tip is more just being aware of what's allowed in the plane and what's not. So I don't think don't bring Are you bringing, are you still bringing all your, you know, over 3.4 ounce fluids, not in a Ziploc bag? Are you still, that's some, that's part of your doing your gear. You're still doing right that. Did you still need me to remind you of that? Uh, for your carry on? I'm not doing that. Okay. So are you still doing that for your, I know you're going to say water, water bladder. bladder yeah, you're going to say water bladder. It's hilarious. Yeah. You're, you're asking for mm, it. True. I am. And I learned that. Did you do your gear homework before that flight? No, I did not. But I thought I'd, I exactly. thought I'd, I thought it was above it, and that is where we've talked about like you know your pride. Like, oh, I've done this before. I'm a backpacker. I know what's going right. on. And so you know, pie pie in my face. Well, let me ask this question because I'm, I'm actually referencing that exact airport where you made that mistake, Kalispell Airport, Montana. When you departed, did they ask you if you had bear spray on you? Uh, no, they did not. I don't believe that for one second. They they, they know backpackers have the bear spray and they can't they don't allow us so to actually check with you before. Nobody asked me about bear spray at all. I didn't get, I didn't get one question about it. I believe that you think that. I think that you forgot though. No. <laughs> then then why did you even <laughs> ask me? <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> because that's what I was going to I was going to share that as part of my tip is that people like they are so aggressively making sure that you don't have bear spray leaving the place. Actually, kind of a side tip, if you really want to play, if you really want to gamble a little bit, you could probably show up to a ranger station and be like, does anybody leave some extra bear spray here or fuel cans? And you probably come up with enough because they can't bring it home with them a lot of times. I get that, but I didn't get any questions about it. Yeah. Which is weird. Maybe they only screened like occasional, you know, like sometimes they screen only certain certain people. Anyway, that, that's it. So trip planning, tips and tools to make your, your trips mm-hmm. better. For those that have gone once or twice or no times or a million times, hopefully there's something in there that was helpful. We'll see. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. 
If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Trip planning trivia. Mm. You up for this one? Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right, so I got three trip planning questions for you. You got to get two correct to succeed, my friend. Okay. And we still have to revisit what happens if, as you continue to lose at trivia, what kind of how that's going to play out later. So anyway, number one, when you pick up your permit at the ranger station, they usually have a whiteboard or chalkboard with some information. Mm -hmm. What are two common and helpful pieces of ever-changing info that are on that board? Two things that are helpful on the whiteboard, they would have um, what trails are closed uh, or if there's like something going on or... I don't know, like impassable or snow or, and then they're going to have probably something to do with the weather. I would say like, what is the forecast or whatever for the next few days for this, for that area? I would say. That is correct. I had that. Yeah. Trail closures and weather's probably the number one thing, which I appreciate upcoming weather. Mm -hmm. So, uh, they might also have like fire danger issues or avalanche warnings or bear sighting stuff. So yeah. Mm, Yeah. Good job. Correct. Number two, how long do you give somebody to confirm they're going on your trip? How long do I give somebody to confirm they're going on my trip? Oof. Yeah. So like, like up until like your departure day, they have, mm. you know, like how many days before that do you mm. give them before you I think I, I fall into this category myself for the April trip. So I'm going to say that's really tough. It depend, doesn't it depend on the trip and permits and stuff though sometimes, No. I mean, I, I'd like I'd like to say, yeah. If you if I know you have backup people that can go on, on a whim, um, that's a good clarification. Yeah. If you have backup people that can go on a whim, then I would say maybe like forty eight hours or seventy two hours. 
Okay. If you don't have people to back you up and you need like time to find the next person, I'd say like within I'd say like two weeks to a month notice. Mm. That's my that'd be my input on that. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably be more in like the seven days range, especially if there's like a waiting list of people that want to go. And maybe even more than that, maybe like more two weeks. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, if you're not sure if you can go or not, we're gonna go to the waiting list and go on to the next person. But I did have somebody within the last year that canceled the I don't know within the ten minutes of pickup, basically. Mm. Like I'm about to go pick them up. They're like, yeah, I can't make it. Oh. That's really frustrating. Yeah, that would be really annoying. Now there wasn't a waiting list there, so it didn't really hinder anybody else. It just yeah. Mm. It was kind of interesting. So, um, all right. So we kind of disagree on that one. I'm going to count it incorrect, <laughs> even though it's subjective. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Okay. So you've got a permit for three people mm. in a park that has backcountry campsites. You know what I'm talking about, right? It has backcountry campsites. Okay. Yeah. So like not Yosemite, right. for example. A fourth person wants to come last minute. Mm. In most cases, will you be able to add them to the permit? Yes or no? I'd like to say no. Aren't there depending factors like availability to some degree from the park or no? I guess that would, what would that entail? Like if you just wanted to add a fourth person. I guess if you're, is your permit, and your permit's like, well, is your permit for four people? Is your permit for not, like let's say you had a permit for just the people going and then they're like, oh yeah, I want to go. Right. Well then, then I would say no, because I mean it's like so last minute. Maybe you can't even get. Maybe the maybe it's full. Maybe you can't do it. I'd say no. That is incorrect, my friend. You are actually likely to be able to add them to the permit because that's ridiculous. It's no, it's 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 about the numbers. It is the numbers game, so it does depend sort of like. But trips, places that have the backcountry permit system, typically allow for anywhere from four to seven people per backcountry campsite. So if you only have three. And you just want to tack on a fourth person there. You've already reserved that backcountry campsite anyway. So they're like, yeah, go ahead. You know, like it doesn't really matter because they've already reserved. They've already allowed you up to whatever the amount is, four to seven. So adding that extra person on is not a big deal at all. Well, that's convenient. I think I'd still be a little annoyed, but I think that's convenient. So I'm glad I'm, I'm, glad yeah. I'm wrong on that. No, for I'm sure. I'm wrong. I'm not, I don't think I've really had experience with that. Yeah. So that's good to know. No, we and yeah, and we're becoming more experienced with this park. So, you know, like in Canyonlands, seven people per backcountry permit but then you go to glacier Mm. it's four and then you go to tetons it's six so it just depends you have to kind of know your numbers there but we have tacked people on last minute just to you know to be able to make you know allow them to go sometimes it costs extra money but you you can still make it make it happen so uh one out of three on that one my friend i think that is a trivia failure that is a pass and i flew with flying colors that's what I think. You said that somebody could go on a trip. Um, you, you would refer to the waiting list and allow somebody to cancel within 48 hours of the trip. That was your answer number two. I would. Like two days before you're like, hey, are you still going? Because we got people that are waiting. I should probably let them know. Like they may have to get work off or something. What's your What's your window though? I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like if you have people that can go on a whim, I'd be like, yeah, this guy's probably going to... Here's the thing. Here's the difference between what we're not filling in the blanks is because... I am going to be checking in. I'm not going to just like not say anything for like months until the trip. Like I'm going to be checking in like, hey, uh, I need to know like in this time, this time I'm going to let somebody know. But then like if they. You're going to be the nag. I'll be the nag. For sure I'll be the nag. And then 
uh maybe you know what? i i take that back maybe i should have made like a week at least and then that way i can give somebody else a little bit more time but i don't i don't know it's just it's hard because like <laughs> you're just cha- you're changing your answer to agree no no, no i'm the only reason i'm doing this is because i know that you're gonna probably do that with me and i know that you would give me a lot of time and flexibility because of my situation right so uh It'd be right. hard for me not to do that. You're a special else. case. Yeah. See, and and if it was you, you you'd be a special case. So maybe I just say 48 hours for me and you. <laughs> and then everybody else is like a week and a half. Everybody else in the world is, is a week. Yeah. No, but you're you're kind of like my um, go-to think, guy. Like if I'm gonna go backpacking, I'd want you to go. Like if I could pick anybody, you know. So uh, yeah. I, I and, and you're talking about going on a whim, like you know, dude. You're like 47 years old now. Most of the guys you know aren't <laughs> able to go on a whim. I'm not 47, <laughs> but uh, going on a whim is yeah. You know, you're right. That's back in, back in our early days, then maybe more likely. But okay, so oh, there you yeah. go. So another okay. trivia field for Derek. He even corrected his own answer. So moving on to to some tidbits here. Got a couple tidbits. Yeah, got a few. Tidbit me. So we got a message from a gentleman named Sean who has started to kind of form his own backpacking crew of Mm. eclectic folk that sound ridiculous and awesome at the same time. And he even shared um, like Mm. a picture of his his buddy that wanted to bring some like 20-pound tent and was convinced that like it was a good idea. And so he had this like 50-pound backpack and had to like stop and rest every 15 minutes. Kind of like kind of like you actually. So, um, anyway, I feel for you, Sean. I just wanted to say, Sean, keep going with, if if you love hanging with those, with those dudes, keep going. Uh, they'll figure things out. And if they don't just make fun of them. (laughs) I don't know how to respond to that. A 50 pounds. Really? (laughs) That, I don't, I don't, how does that even happen? His buddy. How does that, I just, some people just, some people learn by doing. So I I have a feeling he'll he'll pare it down a bit for the next trip. I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. You know what, Sean? A second thought. Maybe have him listen to this podcast. We can either help or do some damage, depending upon which episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we put out a weird episode Christmas mm. week called Listener Trivia. That's true. And we have a winner, Derek. So we had 11 total questions, and the winner only got six of them right. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, so I think maybe we made it a little too hard. I thought the hints would be helpful, but Dustin, really? Dustin, congratulations. You are the winner. So Mike, we might be getting a little prize out to you at some point. Thank you for, for oh, playing nice. along. Everybody that played, uh, Dustin won with six. Nobody got the answer to the question, the, the, the tough question about like who was singing the song at the end of each episode. I want to fly around the world. I think he said, he said Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Wow. I am flattered. Yeah. Why are you flattered? Because I'm the one singing. That you song, are the guys. one. Yeah. That is my band, The Relay. The Relay. Yeah. Derek puts out some good music for sure, has put out some good music. And. The intro, guitar, rift, I guess, is that what you call it? That's all from that same song as well. Uh, that is the main, yeah, that's like the main kind of chorus of the song. So uh, that song is not, all of our songs are not available on iTunes, but we're going to we're gonna eventually put them out there pretty soon. We do, okay. we do have a few. If you guys are interested, you can always email Carl or, Carl or write on the Facebook page. I can let you know how to get those. 
Well, I was not anticipating you wanted to do some advertising there. I'm going to plug myself. These tidbits are brought to you by Derek's band, The Relay, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I'll plug it real quick. Uh, It's Gonna Be All Right is on Spotify, and I believe Greenlight is on Spotify if you search for it by title. So, Okay. But yeah, we'll get them all out there. All right. Um, So, last last, last tidbit? tidbit. I thought this was appropriate because we had our first female guest on. Victoria. So I thought, you know what? We've had over the last, whatever, year or so, we've had uh, quite a few people kind of chip in with some MP3s, but none of them have been females. And we know we have a significant amount of female listeners out there, which we appreciate. So if you are a female and wouldn't mind recording like a voice memo, MP3, whatever, emailing it, sending it through Facebook, however you want to send it, we would be much obliged. Respond to any topic, have have a take on something we say, point out an error Derek made, ask a question, whatever you want. We would love that. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other tidbits for you? Is that, is that all you got? That's all wrap that one up for us? And put a little bow on it? All right, guys. Uh, that'll do it for us. And uh, we will see you next time. Shoot us a review. Five star it. Five star it on the Apple or Google Play. And remember, guys, uh, if Carl's planning your food list for your backpacking trip... Do not eat any of it. See you later, guys. I want to fly around the world. So yeah, Carl. Yeah, I let him plan my. No, not really. Anybody knows this, but on the death march, I let him plan my uh, my backpacking information and and pack. And uh, he's the one that packed my pack, and he. What he did was he kind of just threw me under the bus. Like he packed jeans in there, three pairs of shoes. I know it was two on the podcast, but he just, and then he's like all surprised. It was just like, what, what are you doing? Why'd you bring all this stuff? And since then, uh, I've never trusted him ever. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.